As I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen. I'm never quitting on my mission. I'ma roll with what I'm giving. Got some ambition, this new edition, filling positions. Looking at the void in myself and feeling what's missing. Better watch the way you're going. Better go in the right direction. In the moment you stressing, but you gon' be counting blessings. And I know that for certain. Keep on working, open curtains. Haters swerving, cause they ain't ready for your final version. I'm never gonna give up, give up. Fall down, I just gotta get up, get up, yeah. You're listening to the Toxic and Show on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Malik Russell, Melky J.K. Russell is present and accounted for. Let's, uh, how you doing this, this morning? Hey, man, I'm, I'm hanging in there. So All right. Early, it's, it's the weekend, so. We're, we're in the sanctuary of the soul, so let's make, let's make it happen. I promise not to pass the collection plate uh, following, but I might send you my cash app. Uh, number one, I'm finished. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, Earth as a school and particularly kind of unpack a few, <clears throat> few chapters if, if time permits on your, your one, of, one of your books, The Infinite Everyday Understanding and When Things Ain't All Good. Uh, so I really appreciate your taking the time. If I can just mention, given all the stuff that's going on in the world, uh, in terms of the Middle East and and Ukraine and, and elsewhere, it's, it's good to kind of not have to talk specifically about babies being burned and people being held hostage. Uh, but in a way, I suppose that even this discussion relates to that to that reality in some way. So, so let let because we all let's hope this let's hope that some of us are are learning from this experience. But let's jump right in. Earth. I want to talk uh, about Earth as a school was one of the chapters, and then if time time permits, uh, we'll go to uh, a, few, a few others, like, can we prepare for life? And and I just love, love the, 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 the chapter headings and life comes and comes in waves and pain. And also uh, the ultimate goal of life is dis- disillusionment. Uh, and if, if time permits, uh, we might even kind of talk about Melky's, the, Melky's next chapter. <laughs> but, but uh, uh Tease us before we get started, Melky, with how folks can uh, kind of find you and and even you know acquire your wisdom for the really the super nominal cost um, of your various publications. What's the best place for folks to kind of? Sure, sure. And and let me say, um, you know, before we start, as as you agree, I'm I'm lending my voice to the the millions of other people around the world that are calling for an immediate ceasefire in Palestine and in Gaza. And so I just wanted to put that out there that you yes. know, this is a time for peace, and I'm I'm joining the call of millions of others and and demanding that um, there is peace um, there in Gaza and, and Palestine. Um, <clears throat> now, if, if folks want to reach me, they can uh, visit my website first. That's a newwordmedia.com, and that's a n u w o r d media one word dot com. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Twitter, which is uh, Melky J. Russell. You can follow me there on Twitter. I'm also on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook as well. If excellent. Folks- excellent, excellent. You you mentioned in Earth is a School that many, many belief systems, and I love the way you phrase belief systems believe because it, that gives a a personal touch to even belief systems are created by, in some ways, humans. So many belief systems believe that once a person's physical form passes or expires, 
they return back to the all. And I was thinking, Melky, when we when you mentioned the all, some of my friends talk about the uh, the, the, the the no thing uh, or everything is, is 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 everything. Everything is everything. So whether when you say the all, it seems to me that has a that has a resonance that can kind of connect with various interpretations and related interpretations. But 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 many belief systems believe that once a person's physical form passes or expires, they return back to the all. Let's kind of jump in. Let's jump in with that. Sure, sure. And 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 what I mean by the all is it, it was looking at the, the idea of duality. Um and um in many religions, you know, there's there's a, a goal to kind of eliminate duality, to become one, integrated with the, the universal uh, force. Or, and we use the term the all because it's really beyond humans' comprehension mm. to understand what this other side totally is. Is it one or is it all collective? It is So you use the all as kind of a capture phrase because it is it is beyond anything that we can imagine. And, and some people look at it like, uh, you know, the subjective side, Versus the objective side, you know, before things come into existence, um, what exists there? You know, in ancient Egyptians, they call it, you know, new or none, you know, this primordial uh, thing that existed. Um, but where did that come from? What existed before that? And so um, my belief system is basically that uh, once we end our physical life, you know, we transition to another existence. There, there is really no death. Um, there is just gradual uh, transitioning like energy. Energy cannot be destroyed. It can be converted, you know, or changed, but energy can, and, and we are forms of energy. If people want to look at it that way. So there's really, there's just a continuation and a reintegration and in the most of the African ancestral teachings or African traditional religions, they believe that those who pass on become ancestors and those ancestors return through the same bloodlines of the same people. So all of us are connected uh, in, in a way to you know, our ancestors, which of course were the original people on the planet. The, the Africans that came out of Africa, uh, say 200, 50, 300,000 years ago that uh, colonized the entire world. So they colonized the entire, so our our lineage in that sense, um, and I think uh, Dr. Bruce Bynum talks about this a little bit, you know, that collective consciousness mm -hmm. goes back all the way that far. So, um, so we can, in a, in a spiritual sense or energetic sense, we're part of that continuum and that collective um, and, we, we manifest here, um, as I talk about in Infinite Everyday Understanding, I, I believe we manifest here as part of the all, um, in, a, in a sense, to, to learn all that there is to learn, to, mm. to be able to experience things that um, that the all cannot, all being beyond comprehension, infinite, how can it experience failure? How can it experience the physical aspects of life, limitation? And, and we're part of that experience individually and, and collectively, because in, in some senses, um, you know, in some belief systems, you go to different places, there is no individual, there is only the collective. And each member of the uh, tribe or group is part of a collective. Mm -hmm. And so they're one. And 
some groups, uh, I think it's the uh, the Borgs or whatever, Star Trek or whatever. Right, right. You know, so it's that collective existence that exists in the same way that we look when we look at our bodies. We know there's hundreds of billions of cells that exist within our body that are that make up the one individual. And so there is no individual. And so when I talk about, you know, uh, Earth being a school, uh, I talk about it as us being able to experience uh, certain things that that only we can experience in a human form, mm. you know, like limitation and, you know, bumping your toe, you know, <laughs> on, a, on a pole or bed or whatever, that type of pain that uh, is, is really, you know, doesn't exist in a non-physical realm. And, and I talk about that as, a, you know, part of that collective of growing and expanding and returning back to the source. I really appreciate what you mentioned because even today, as you talked about the, uh, the the killing and murder that's taking place, well, it has always taken place, I suppose, in some way on the planet. Uh, but it's just so good to reflect, and I really hope the people understand and appreciate whether they disagree three hundred percent with everything you've said. <clears throat> From my standpoint, it's clear that we have to kind of perhaps consider another way of look, looking at things, uh, given the. Uh, uh, the, the Cain and Abel thing that's been kind of manifesting for so long. Even when you were talking earlier, uh, uh, Melky, and you, you referenced it by uh, by innuendo in my mind, the, the word epigenetics. You're, we're hearing that more and more uh, that there's our our most banal or just uh, traditional scientists are kind of talking about that that the memory, the past, the memory, and the and the the memory of the past certainly influences our uh, our perception of the future, right? And uh, you know, and 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 there are many different ways to look at it, many different approaches, spiritual, philosophical, uh, you know, scientific, uh, and and this whole idea of us, you know, existing as one, and and even looking at what's going on today. One of the the passages I have on my um, Twitter account is a is a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King when he's talking about the war in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and he's. He's 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 link having a direct link to the violence that's occurring in our own communities, and I think that's still true today that we are one, but we are a collective, and so violence anywhere, you know, is, is a threat to freedom everywhere, mm-hmm. and so violence happening in Chicago or Newark is in in some ways or form it is connected to the violence that is happening in Gaza the Middle East or Sudan or Haiti, we all, it's all collected together. And I think, you know, before we talked about, you know, what are some strategies that people can use to, to, to take, uh, you know, paradigms from the spiritual realm and, and apply them in a practical and theoretical way. And, and part of it is that idea that, you know, we can collectively address the issue of peace. We can collectively utilize, you know, this, this collective consciousness and connect with each other and push for these ideals, these so-called spiritual ideals, in in the in the physical in, in the physical realm. And and if you look at it historically, we know that it does not take everyone, but we know that small collective groups of well-minded individuals have changed history. Mm-hmm. So you don't have so we don't need to have hundred percent universal unity, you know, but a small critical mass of individuals together can impact the entire world. And that's what we have to understand. There will be people that are part of that group, you know, some call the elect or whatever, 
that, you know, the Du Bois called it the talented 10th. Um, some people that will be the vanguard mm-hmm. in terms of implementing new ideas and ways to approach, you know, age-old problems. I'm chatting with Melky Russell, the author of uh, several books, but particularly inf- we're talking today about infinite understanding when things ain't all good. Let's kind of stay on the earth as a, earth mm-hmm. as a school thing for it's a few more minutes before we maybe go to can we prepare for life. Uh, uh, you, you talk about this, I won't say rat race or the, that, that we're in or, or this maze, but the escape from the maze or the, the reinvention or, or knocking down the walls, something like the, uh, the, the, the Berlin Wall. What are you suggesting that that might be possible in that regard? Um, you know, um, I think that we, um, it's important for us not to under, underestimate ourselves or our collective uh, power. And, mm-hmm. and, and I look at it, I can look at it in an allegorical sense. I can look at just the birth of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Look at, you know, hip hop that started with uh, a small group of people in the South Bronx in New York, and now it's universal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came from nowhere. It was the rejected stone that became the cornerstone. Um, in that same sense, can, you know, we be able to enact philosophies and strategies that, uh, you know, bring the world together in, in, and in the physical world, see, what, what we're used to in the non-physical world, we're not used to limitations. We're used to being able to bring things into existence, to, to think and be all at one time. And in the physical world, we're introduced to the idea of limitation. And that's mm-hmm. part of, of, you know, of learning. But um, as I talk about in my book, 21 Hustle, uh, pulling from the book, The, the Caballion, um, you know, you address the, the lower laws the physical laws by appealing to the higher laws. Mm. So therefore, with that particular strategy, if, if we embark on that particular strategy, we can address some of these, these uh, challenges that we face physically by appealing to the higher laws. And we know that higher, we're talking about vibration, we're talking about energy, we're talking about how people vibrate and what speed are they vibrating and that ability to, to vibrate at faster speeds Mentally, we're talking about being able to enter enter different dimensions beyond the, the physical realm. You know, and that's what we talk about when people start talking about metaphysical. They're talking about greater than physical. Mm-hmm. So we we know that as human beings, we can't exist in that metaphysical or that spiritual realm forever because of the restrictions of of, the, of, of our existence as humans. But we can't access that energy at times. You know, we can't reach trans, transformative points in terms of our own development and, and collective development and um and utilize that to to bring about change you know in 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 the physical realm that we're in so while we're not these beings that no longer know limitation we are in a place where we can access that realm and and that's pretty much what you know the idea mm-hmm. of spirituality is all about mm-hmm. how, how do we access that power how do we mm-hmm. access that realm? You know, in the Ifa tradition, they call it, you know, Ashe, you know, mm-hmm. power, that transformative power, the energy, you know, I think they call it Shakti in um in Hindu, you know. So how do you access that power that exists, you know, um to to, to apply it to the things that we're facing today? I, I love that. And even as you're as you were chatting, my mind went to to the yoga and meditation and tai chi and the martial arts, et cetera. So there seems to be 
indicators over our, if we look at our past, just about your, your physical health. And I, I was also impressed when you when you mentioned, and I really appreciate the, the the intentionality when you mentioned vibration and energy, because even if the person's if someone that's that has listened to the show thus far totally disagrees with what you've said, I would say to them, even if you look at uh, proton therapy is now a new thing mm-hmm. uh, in, ter- in terms of the uh, new enhanced radiation so that they're understanding that the protons vi- vibrate and, and the, the cellular kind of mechanisms. So we're trying to uh, d- divide, d- divide these, these, these instruments that kind of maximize the wave theory and your, and your, and your, your, your cellular structure, which, it, which indeed that does vibrate. So it seems right. that in some ways things are coming, are kind of coming together. Yeah, vibranium uh, does exist. <laughs> well, and, and and I mean that's you you that, that's why I love when you see the when you re- reference the but uh, by nuance the the creative impulse, and which is I mean uh, who was it not 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 Michelangelo but uh, the other from from the Renaissance era the guy that Da Vinci in terms of drawing mm-hmm. an airplane before right. even air, anyone had an idea that airplane w- is possible. So I think that's a good example where we can, our mind can give us visions that can become reality and, and it just takes a, it, it takes some committed folks. Can, can you, can we prepare for life? I mean, this is what really, really kind of, uh, uh, all, all these subtopics are, are key, but can we prepare for life? And you've you talked a little bit about the expanded definition of what life is, uh, whether we can see it or not. Let, let, let's let's take, take the deep dive a little bit on can we, can we prepare for life? Right, right, and and in in my opinion, um, I do not believe that that we can um, prepare for life. I I believe that you know when we come here into the physical realm, we're we're here to learn. You know that's why Earth is a school. We're here to learn particular lessons that maybe we didn't learn in another existence or life, mm. or that maybe we just need to know to evolve to a higher dimension. Mm. So life in itself is is not is not just that it's a challenge. It's really a challenge to move us on, to move us on to a higher level of existence, a higher level of consciousness, a reintegration back into the all. That's really what uh, you know this this I, this experience is about. And it's just like being pregnant or, or or being in love. You you can't halfway do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if if, and it's like the idea of people talk about the matrix and an illusion and whether we're living in a simulation. And, and, and I'll deal with that. We'll deal with that later when we talk about disillusionment. But, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that you have to, in order for us to get the lesson, we have to be there. We have to be in it. We have to mm-hmm. believe that this is the sole reality in order to get the lesson, you know? So it's like, you know, being pregnant, you know, you you can't be halfway pregnant, either you're <laughs> pregnant or you're not. You, and if you're in love, you don't really know what love is until you've, you've been in love, you know? <laughs> so the way that we are brought into this world, the way we grow up, our early life positions us to, to really get the lessons that we're set here to accomplish. Because if you look at anybody today, in terms of what they're doing, if you look at their their youth and the way they grew up in their past, there will be a direct connection to what they're doing now. Mm. Like, like there's a direct connection to to my experience in terms of standing up, you know, for uh, the black community, uh, fighting for our rights in terms of fighting against racism. I remember when I was in a, a pre kindergarten and um, 
I think I was attending, it was uh, Columbus School at the time, which is off of, used to be off of Grand Avenue. And, um, and I remember I was in the classroom and it was a majority white classroom. I'm like four or five. I don't know how I remember this, but I remember mm, it. Mm. And, um, and me and a young kid, he was white, I was black, and we decided to play Lone Ranger. And um, so first time I was going to be Tonto, he would get on my back and I'd be the horse. And he had his fun and yippee yay yay and all the other stuff, right? And then it was my turn. And then I got on his back and I was the Lone Ranger, Bass Reeves, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And after about 30 seconds, he fell on the floor and started crying. And all I remember is the teacher uh, singling me out and and throwing me out of the classroom, sending me down to the office. So this is like pre-kindergarten, you know. Mm. And I don't remember this part, but my mother tells me that she said that they actually sent me home. And this mm. is pre-kindergarten. So I'm five years old. I'm walking down Grand Avenue all the way to James Street at five years old in the middle of the day. So that experience, you know, it it put me in a place where what I'm doing today makes sense. And there's a number of other experiences, you know, um, that I had where I just faced racism head on. It was like something that I could not avoid. Mm-hmm. Even when I tried to work on Wall Street and uh, later I found that um, after graduating from Brandeis and interviewing at Harvard Business School, and I, tr- I wanted to work on Wall Street and, and I was applying for jobs down there. And then 60 Minutes did a did the episode where they showed that a lot of the um, human resources firms, that they were steering people of color away from the jobs at Wall Street. Mm. They had code names. So I'm in, I'm caught in the middle of that. You know, I call up the attorney general. I said, you know, I want to make myself available if you need somebody. So those things came to me regardless of what I wanted internally, you know, because if I had my goal, my goal would have been to, to play professional basketball. Mm. not professional basketball I would have been a rap star so you know, <laughs> Dave Chappelle you know my next third option would have been to sell crack you know <laughs> so um but that didn't happen I was constantly placed in a position where I had to deal with racism head on and I tell people this is why I'm the person who I am and so in, in each of our lives we're placed in these positions to to get the greater learning you know mm-hmm. and in the learning that we came here to attain in the earth school. And it's not always a superficial, you know, learning, you know, like when I was younger, I thought becoming a father that, okay, the lesson was to, to be a better father than my father. But as I've gotten older, I realized that, okay, that really wasn't the lesson. Hmm. The lesson was understanding maybe what my father went through and how tough it was to, to you know, even with things going well, even with me being educated and everything, how tough it is to be a father. And particularly looking at, you know, my father growing up in the middle of segregation. Um, you know, so the lesson is never just a simple lesson. Yes. It, is, it gets deeper and deeper as we unravel, you know, why we're here. So we can't really prepare for life because life is designed to come at us, you mm. know, Mm. In a way that presses our buttons, mm-hmm. in a way that forces us to dig dig deep in terms of 
who we are as a, as an individual and the things that we find as challenges. And, and like I say in all of my books, you know, this is really the subconscious in a way because who or what knows the things that presses our buttons mm-hmm. better than we do, mm-hmm. you know? And so we, we co-create these experiences. Fascinating. Expand and evolve our consciousness and to move on and learn the greater lesson you know, um, of it. And, um, and so that's, that's why we really can't uh, prepare for life, but, but, but we can live in the moment, live in the now. And as we learn more, you know, we begin to expand. That's what we can do is, is learn the lesson. Mm-hmm. If we don't learn the lessons and they keep coming back and they're more intense and intense, but, you know, everything that we do is kind of a setup for us to get those lessons. Mm. And and oftentimes they're they're under the guise of another lesson or you know or a mm-hmm. big lesson that we assume. Mm-hmm. So so in that sense, you know, we we have to look at our challenges as just that. You know, they're they're challenges, they're opportunities for growth. Um, you know, they're not judgments from the universe or God. They're actually opportunities for us to expand uh, who we are. So from the self-actualization, so that falls into the self-actualization category, but being conscious and not uh, uh, denying the opportunities and and, and self actually intentionally opening up those doors and walking through it. And sometimes, as you, I think you're saying that you, sometimes those doors might require walking on some hot hot coals. But 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 finding out, I I was I was uh, thinking, Melchizedek, you were chatting about the. The butterfly situation, and you know, butterfly was was another form of of existence prior, and and uh, and then we had some of the biblical references about you can't put what is it old wine into new bottles or new new wine into old bottles. So it's, it seems to me we've had these axioms for 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 a while. Um, I'm just as as, as a personal note because I want to continue on this the life thing before we come to life comes in waves and pain. This this time of the year, my my father passed away. So just as you were chatting, uh, I was thinking about my memory of that, and and I just found out more about him in the last uh, ten years that he passed away in 1967. Mm-hmm. But I've just in the last five or so years, I've found out more about him going through newspaper.com because mm-hmm. uh, I was uh, you know in my teens, seventeen when he, when he passed away. But but yeah, it it's been re- it reflecting on 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 your memories and kind of di- taking the deep dive and 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 locating yourself in your current trying to you know, uh, describe or or think about your your current arc and your, and your previous arc and sometimes those arcs are not a straight line as you've also right. shared. So I really appreciate uh, appreciate appreciate what you what you just said. So, as just before we go to uh, life comes in waves and pains, I really. When you mentioned Bass Reeves, it just kind of share with people who who he was because people we know about like Jack Daniels that we we did the Jack Daniels thing before Jack Daniels kind of kind of took it and, and obviously we still patronize Colonel Sanders although we were <laughs> been cooking chicken for a long time but when you threw in Bass Reeves people might not realize that uh, that there are some stories that are still have not been buried there's so many things we're still un- uncovering about our history and our glory but but Bass Reeves was who. Well, Baz Reeves, and there's um, there's probably like two um, television series on right now uh, mm-hmm. discussing the life of Baz Reeves. Baz Reeves was an African-American. He was um, 
I think he had some Native American um, lineage as well. And he uh, was enslaved, uh, later became free. And he's the character, he became a lawman. And he, he's the character that the idea of the Lone Ranger was mm-hmm. based on. Of course, mm-hmm. they made him white, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, but he was he was that dude. He was, you know, that 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 Lone Ranger. Um, yes. he, he was a black man. And so there's now stories out trying to tell his story and, and aspects of his story. But it goes into a, a, a deeper dive in terms of the, the impact that uh, African-Americans had on the West, the fact mm-hmm. that the majority of what we termed cowboys were, were black men. That's why they called them cowboys, because mm-hmm. you know, they, they were trying to denigrate them by not calling them uh, up men. You know, um, But that's the impact that a lot of African-Americans have had in terms of the development of this country, the untold story. That's why black history is, is, is important and knowing ourselves and knowing who we are, knowing the contributions, knowing that in places like Los Angeles, Los Angeles was actually founded by Black and Latinos. They were the people that founded Los Angeles. So it's kind of ironic today that people talk about immigration and things like that. You know, when, you know, and it wasn't the only city, you know, people like uh, Disable in Chicago. Um, a lot of these places um, were found by Blacks and mm-hmm. Blacks have made contributions from the beginning of this country and, and previous to the existence of the United States to you know, the onward struggle and the building of this, this nation. And so that's just one of the, the countless stories that are, are not common knowledge. Um, indeed, indeed. And, and that's really the beauty of chatting with you and others and us maximizing this, this social media opportunity for better, or for worse, to kind of to tell, to tell our story. Uh, just before we go to life comes in waves and pain, I wanted to also thank you for lifting up your, your, uh, your pre-K experience. I'm going to be doing a show in a few weeks with Georgia Goldbone here in New Haven. And George is involved with a, an umbrella group of daycare centers and just the, the evidence as we speak in 2023 of the implicit bias and and, and uh, the, the abuse that some black, some, some black children in, in, are still undergoing in, uh, in daycare settings that might not be culturally sensitive uh, still to, to this very day. So it's, I really appreciate your, your lifting, lifting that up. Uh, life comes in waves and pain. I'm, I'm, and li- li- I want people, well, I can't speak for you. I can't say that you're not a masochist. So I don't want people to think that you're a masochist, but, 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 but talk about life comes in waves and pain. And, and, I'm much, and I don't want people to think that you're a member of what Mar- Marat Desaad or whatever the French guy was. So, 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 so delve in, clear it up, clear it up, Mel, clear it up. No, no. The uh, I mean, black people in this country, we we know life comes in waves and pain. Mm. You know, that's that's an unfortunate part of our experience. You know, in in this country, uh, constant waves. Uh, I just read a story about uh, this uh, family in uh, North Carolina that um, you know their uh, their ancestor had bought this land near a swamp. They cleaned it out and and they were on the coast and and recently. Uh, local authorities were trying to take the take their land from them. And many of us that have, you know, Southern roots and particularly all of us, we know the stories of our land being taken by uh, white individuals, yes. by the system, by races. So on multiple levels, life continually comes at us and pain continually comes at us. And, and, and the whole point of it is understanding that life is more, it's, it's like, you know, like the ocean. Mm. You imagine you're on a surfboard. Mm-hmm. 
the, the water is not, never still. You know, there's constantly one wave after another wave coming and you're trying to ride those waves. Mm-hmm. We, we've been convinced, we've been conditioned on a narrative where, okay, once you get to this point in the water, everything is going to be smooth. And, and it doesn't, and life doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And, and so you know, there are people, I mean, we all, I forgot you know, the TV series that used to come on, uh, Untold, I think it was Untold, but they would tell the stories of all these different music stars. And all of them kind of had the same type of theme, you know, like like Joseph Campbell's telling of the myths. They all had a theme where they were all struggling. They became successful. They became great. They became rich. Then they declined. Mm. And, and, you know, so it's like that even mm-hmm. getting everything that you want, you know, um, is it is it enough? Does that, you know, how many rich people do we see that still are not satisfied Mm-hmm. Still do not have um excuse me one second. Is can can you hear that noise? Nothing. I, I don't hear anything that I don't hear any okay. ambient noise. Okay, I, I have noise here. I don't know if you're hearing it. Oh, okay. But the the whole point was that is that you know things in the physical world do not save us. They do not completely satisfy us. We can have everything that we want and still be unsatisfied in some sense. And, and the idea and the narrative that's pushed is that um, if you get enough of this or that or this, then you're going to be happy. And mm. happiness comes internally. Happiness comes with you recognizing yourself and being satisfied with who you are as an individual and, and the things that you've been able to accomplish um, and, and just acceptance. And so that life comes at waves is 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 really how life works. And I mm. think when people understand it that way, they go a little bit easier on themselves because we mm. are our, we are our worst critics. We are our harshest judges. You know, we you know, we can be the most merciful with everyone else, but we can be brutal mm. on ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we can have forgiveness for everyone else, but we don't have forgiveness for ourselves. We hold ourselves sometimes to you know, unattainable, you know, levels yes, and, and standards <clears throat> and absurd standards. I think about some of the things that I was trying to do when I was young and I was like, okay, that was totally absurd. Why would I even assume <laughs> that that was possible? And then you're penalizing yourself when you don't, uh-huh. you don't get there. Mm-hmm. And so I put that in the book so that people could understand that, um, you know, there's no peaceful part of life where everything is just settled. There's good times, there's bad times, but the waves continue to come. And we can't change life, but what we can do is adapt our thinking about life so that we're just more secure when the waves come. When the waves come, we know it's a wave. Okay, I got to ride this out and, and continue moving on. But we don't. But we're not defined by the waves. You slip. You slip off the board or whatever. You get back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And so mm-hmm. that's just a way of telling people to to kind of be easier on yourself, Indeed. be less less judgmental of yourself because you cannot judge yourself anyway because you're going to get it wrong. So be less judgmental. Don't try to judge yourself. Understand that everybody struggles. Um, and um, and, and and when I was first writing my book, I didn't really understand it, but 
I, I was in a, a bad place where I was struggling. I had lost a, a job and separated from family, everything. And, uh, and I was, you know, calling out to the creator. I was calling out to, you know, to my belief system for mercy and, and understanding. And, and I remember this guy came up to me in the record store. He was asking me all this information. And I was just like, like, dude, I don't work here. Go, you know, go ask somebody else or mm -hmm. whatever. But it, it, it kind of stood out to me because I was like, okay, you know, um, how can I be asking the universe for this type of mercy and compassion? And yet, so here it is where they get, a person is walking right up to me and I'm really being dismissive and rude mm. to, you know, to this person. So, so that's the sense of, you know, we can't get what we're not willing to give. Say some more about that because you've you've indicated that obviously we had a few years ago the the the, the what was that the, the attraction there was a popular book and that people people were were reading but but just say 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 some more about that your your vibration uh, can right. attract or 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 distract you know it can be helpful or right. negative right. to you yeah and I think you're talking about uh, I think the laws of attraction yeah, yeah the yeah the secret the secret was secret and yeah and, the, and part of that is on a on a, a and, it, and there's two themes to that one is is recognizing that um you know that we're all connected and so you know sometimes we have to mirror the things mm -hmm. that we are seeking mm -hmm. we're seeking compassion we're seeking um, you know, charity, then sometimes we have to mirror that. And then that works on a number of different levels because then you start talking about the subconscious. Mm -hmm. And we know that the subconscious really, the subconscious really rules things. It 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 brings forth the things that we are vibrating on into the conscious life. So, um, you know, so in terms of our subconscious, you can practice certain things, certain ways of thinking that will then manifest in your physical life, which is what, you know, the, the, the idea of the secret is and laws of attraction that you're programming your subconscious mind. And, and I've done some study on it beyond um, those aspects, because what we realize, you know, and, and this comes from studying racism, what we realize is that like almost like 90 or something, 95% of our actions happen on a subconscious level first. Mm -hmm. Everything happens even before we become consciously aware of it. This yes. is why when you're talking to people about racism and implicit bias, they call it unconscious bias. This is why mm -hmm. you don't, and they'll say, well, I'm not racist. Right, because you're not aware of it. You're not aware of your racism because it's unconscious, but it's impacting, you know, if you're a police officer, it's impacting the fact that you're drawing your gun a lot quicker when it's a black mm -hmm. Um, so it manifests in the in the physical sense what we think on the subconscious level, and we're often not aware of it. And so we have to be able to take control of our subconscious to program our subconscious with positive thoughts, uh, positive actions, in order for it to manifest on the conscious level. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of study in that, but um, you know everything happens on that subconscious level, and 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 it responds quicker than, than when we become aware of it. So that is a strategy many people employ to, to kind of change their lives. Yes. Uh, hey, I think negative, but let me start utilizing uh, positive uh, sayings to myself and, and reinforcing that to my subconscious. 
And, and just before we go to the ultimate goal of life is this disillusionment, the ultimate goal of life is disillusionment. You you referenced about 10 or so minutes ago about the uh, the folks whose land was dispossessed. And so, yeah, it's, it's either on Netflix or Amazon Prime. It's the Silver Dollar Road. Right, Silver the, Dollar. The, the Silver Dollar Road is on uh, Amazon Prime or on Netflix. And we, my wife and I watched it two, three days ago. Mm-hmm. And I really highly... We, you know, you might have seen Jane Pittman. You, you might, you might have seen many black movies, but this one and Raul Peck, who, as you know, is so expert. Uh, this one is worth watching, even if you've never watched any of these. The, the, any, if you've never watched a black documentary before, in fact, I would urge people when they watch it that to forget about what they've seen before, mm-hmm. just to just to, just to try to pretend you're watching it for the first time. Because it's so well done, and the uh, the testimonies, the the character I won't say caricatures the people that are in it. You can identify. It's so easy to identify with your grandfather, your great grandfather, your great 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 grandfather, and to hear and to hear our song, to hear our pathos, as you say, our pathos and our song, and our testimony and our celebration all wrapped up. Uh, you may not know who W.B. Du Bois is. You may not know who Frederick Douglass is. But I am urging folks to watch this Silver Dollar Road. And again, you have to either be have Amazon Prime or, or Netflix because uh, it, it's so remarkably and inspirationally sad, but joyous, that, that same kind of false dichotomy thing wrapped up into, into so much. And plus, it, it's inspirational, in my mind, at the, at the end about, yeah, the, this, this stony road that we trod right but, but but we're still but we're still on it and uh so I, it, it, the silver dollar road i don't have any stock in netflix or amazon prime uh so but this is a free commercial that i'm urging people to uh kind of consider the ultimate goal of life is disillusionment the ultimate goal of life is disillusionment we have about 10 or so 12 minutes uh milky let's kind of delve into sure, sure. and again I, I apologize to someone that probably that might want us to talk more about particular subtopics already but this is just a teaser and, and even, even before we conclude uh remind people and we'll say this at the end again how people can find out about this particular i'll say it, it, when i say tome it's not that it's the a war and peace length but 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 it's packed it's 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 packed and laden and fertile <laughs> so, uh, you can uh, uh visit my website uh, a new word media.com that's a-n-u-w-o-r-d media com. Uh, you can also find me on Amazon. I'm on Amazon. All my books are there. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Melky J. Russell um, on Twitter. Uh, and those are the places where you can uh, uh, follow me and connect connect with me and find out more about my books. But, you know, this this idea of disillusionment, and, and, I, and I use that in a way to draw people in mm-hmm. um, because we all deal with the whole idea of the matrix uh, and now scientists are talking about, you know, uh, Earth as a simulation mm-hmm. because they realize that consciousness is not local. So where is it coming from then? You know, because they cut up pieces of the brain, they still can't find well, where does consciousness emerge from? Mm-hmm. And so they know that it's a it it could possibly be a simulation. The whole idea of of, of the matrix, but ancient people knew about this as well. They called uh, uh, they call the physical world Maya, mm. which is the illusion. Mm-hmm. So 
So people knew understood that the physical world is is only part of this experience. But like in the Matrix, it is real because if you died in the Matrix, then you then you died, even though it was, you know, a a, simu a, a, a simulation. So uh, and if you and if you look at books like the uh, the Kabbalion, they talk about. And, and this comes from the ancient Kemites, ancient Egyptians. They say the universe is mental. Hmm. This is what they say. The universe is mental. And that ties again, once again, to the whole idea of the subconscious realm and the power that the subconscious realm has over our, our conscious self. So this whole idea of disillusionment is waking up from the illusion, hmm. the illusion of the physical world, the illusion of the material world. And as we talked about in the last show, we understand that, you know, matter in the in, in our universe only makes up about uh, four, three or four percent of all the things in existence. The overwhelming, uh, the overwhelming majority is dark matter and then dark energy. You know, with dark energy, mm -hmm. I think it makes up about 70 percent, mm -hmm. dark matter about 27 percent. So that matter is a small percentage, but that's our whole world and universe. Mm -hmm. So this, so this idea of waking up from the illusion is, is re realizing that that is only a small part of the world that we live in. And it's also some of the things we talked about before where life comes in waves. And as people are experiencing and, and things and you're saying, I, I want to do this and do that, and you do this and do that. And then you realize that, well, you're still not totally at, at, at peace. And what we realize is that the material world can it it the idea that the material world can solve all of our problems, that wealth, that prestige, all these other things can solve our problems is an illusion as well. Mm. So once you start getting to the point where you're like, okay, you know, I did all these things to get to here, and now that I'm here, I'm still not where I want to be. And, and then you start looking deeper at life. Mm. Then you start, you say, okay, well, I've made all more money than I can ever spend in my life. What really matters? You know, because now money doesn't really matter to me. Or I've done this and that doesn't matter to me. I've achieved more fame than I ever thought uh, possible. So, you know, what really matters? And so waking up from the illusion allows you to, to, to put yourself in a position where you are really looking at the things that really matter. Like what are the mm -hmm. most important things to you? What are the most important things to life? When uh, when they talked to Dr. King, he said, you know, when, when I'm on my deathbed, you know, he said, don't don't talk about all of my awards. Tell them that uh, Martin Luther King tried to love somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the most important things. When, when, when you're on that bed and it's, you know, and they're like, you got three hours, you know, what are you thinking about then? Are you thinking about, you know, all the different things that you did or accomplished, or are you thinking about what have I been able to do to help others? What yes. are some of the good things that I've done? You know, and that's part of waking up, you know, from the illusion that you're not caught up in this material world. Material existence is good because it positions me to be able to help people, but mm -hmm. it by itself, what is, what is, what, what meaning does it have? You know, so, and, and and so that so each of us are on our own journey to awaken from the illusion. You know, for me, it was it's it's a, it was about really um, 
you know, really making a difference. I, I wanted to be a person that uh, made a difference. Uh, and like they said, if you make a difference in one person's life or some people make a difference in thousands of people, thousands of people's lives. But, you know, I, I look to this as to talk about, um, you know, one of my former teachers, uh, you know, Miss uh, Sylvia Hare mm -hmm. in Winchester. Mm -hmm. And she was a, a teacher for 27 years in, at Winchester School. And not really known beyond New Haven, but, uh, you know, when she had a, a going away uh, party before she passed on, you know, thousands of former students, uh, you know, came out to, to mm. give her a shout. Mm -hmm. Because she was, you know, she was always there. So she made a difference, um, you know, uh, you know, in, in our lives as individuals particularly those kids growing up in, in the projects. You know, I remember when I got out of um, high school and did I, and I spent a, my first year at college away. I came back and I was kind of under out of work and things like that. And, and uh, you know, Miss Hill would give me the keys to the gym. Mm. You know, she would say, yeah, I trust you. Just bring, you know, bring them back. So I would be able to go <laughs> to the gym, play ball and work out. And not only that, she would, she would say, "Go downtown, and uh, you know, you know, people back then they'd tell you, listen, go downtown and sign up to be a substitute teacher.'" And she would tell me that, and and then she would go and take days off where mm. she would uh, request that I come in so I could uh, make a little bit of money. Mm. Mm. So mm. you know, so so who's greater, you know, and uh, you know who's who's more, you know? So that right there struck me as as powerful. Indeed, that, you know, and 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 she's just one of several teachers and individuals and coaches, um, you know, that I grew up with that made that type of difference. Yes, yes, but, yes. We have about five, five, three or four, five minutes, and before we go, I want to kind of conclude on the universe is uh, is mental, but but in the the uh, chapter pertaining to the, the solution, you make the nice analogy between the. Someone driving and say, say a Mercedes, and someone someone driving a hoop a hoopty. So, right. so 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 bring it home very briefly for for some folks that might be not necessarily lost in this metaphysical discussions we've had. But I think that that hoopty versus the Mercedes analogy really kind of helps helps right. to amplify. Um, you know, because the whole thing about the hoopty versus the Mercedes is the fact that we all, regardless of what we're driving, we're all on the same road we all have to travel the same road of life. Um, so I could be in a Mercedes, you could be in a hoopty, and you're looking at me and, and thinking that, um, well, you know, I wish I was where he was at. And I could be in that Mercedes thinking, okay, um, I got no money in my pocket. I'm about ready to run out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, my, you know, uh, if I don't make a payment soon, they're going to come take this. <laughs> yeah. You know, but to the to the you know to the objective observer, you know, I'm I'm chilling. I'm just like you know, yeah, you know. So we don't know, and that's the thing about you know life and struggle about you know making assumptions that okay, this person has it all together. Yeah, this person has these advantages, and I don't have. Um, and 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 in some ways, sometimes they might, but you know. It's not always that way because along with, um, they said, like they say, those are to whom much is given, much is expected. So those that have 
more, sometimes more pressure and more weight is placed on them. And, and all you got to do is worry about your hoopty, but maybe his entire family is dependent on him. Yes. Yeah. And he's yeah. worried about, okay, I'm getting ready to, to I'm getting ready to, to crash, not literally crash, but I'm getting ready to, to go through some rough stuff. And now my whole family is going to fall with me. So we don't, we don't really know those things, but the, the general thing, the general theme is that, you know, regardless of what we're riding in or driving in, we're all on the same road. Mm. We all have to mm. travel the same road. There's no special highways mm -hmm. for the rich people, you mm. know, the famous people. Everybody's got to get stuck in that same, that same traffic. Mm. Let, let's take another 90 seconds as we conclude, Milk, in terms of the, the life and, and the, the human mind and your last chapter about the... Uh, just, just consciousness in general. I want to give you the last word in that regard. Right, right. And, and you know, people talk a lot about, um, you know, uh, you know, consciousness and, um, and, and, and what it means um, and, and how to, you know, how to expand consciousness. And I, I think that there's a direct connection, you know, um, like consciousness may be a, a term that people look at on, on a higher level, but there's a direct connection to, to, to the basic things, you know, mm -hmm. as we started out talking about, um, you know, what's happening in Gaza and yes. the, the horrible situation there and the need, the need for peace there. And, and so, you know, what does that mean in terms of, you know, people's consciousness, you, you could know a lot, but sometimes you can make a difference you know, with, with a little mm -hmm. or with the, you know, with the proper stance or proper action, um, you know, so what does that mean to people that are, you know, hungry or starving or living and dying or being bombed, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it, you know, so while on a, on a spiritual and theoretical level, this whole thing is a, an important aspect of understanding who we are, um, you know, What's what's the most what's the more important thing you know in terms of you know how we can make a difference in yes. people's lives and and little things you know like I can do a small thing to make a difference in people's lives I don't have, have to break down their understanding of quantum mechanics or whatever but I can do something nice for someone that's right do something simple um, for someone and, and kind of pass that on with you know and with the hope that we all of us continue to pass it on. So. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Be, be be kind, be loving, and try to. You can work on that peace on earth, good goodwill for women, children, and men. You know, men, women, children first. Melky, thank you so much, man. We, we will do. We will do it again. Uh, it's, it's been a pleasure as always to talk to you, and just uh, let's just continue to strive onward and upward. All right. Thanks a lot, Tom. Appreciate. Thank it. you, man. I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen I'm never quitting on my mission, I'ma roll with what I'm giving Got some ambition, this new addition, filling positions Looking at the void in myself and feeling what's missing Better watch the way you're going, better go in the right direction In the moment you stressing, but you gon' be counting blessings And I know that for certain, keep on working, open curtains Haters swerving, cause they ain't ready for your final version Whoa. I'm never gon' give up, give up Fall down, I just gotta get up, get up, yeah 
You're listening to the Tom Thicken Show on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio.